0: Let's get right into today's episode. Home prices took a big hit in December and brand new listings actually hit an all-time low. The December 22 numbers are in and they're super interesting. We're going to break them all down for you in this video and give you some insights into what to expect in the next upcoming months.
1: Guys, welcome back to the TVL channel. My name is Ryan Dash, and I'm joined by my co-host here and business partner, Dan Wertle. We run a real estate team out of Vancouver, and we make educational YouTube videos for our clients and our online community to make sense of this crazy market we live in. We would really love it, guys, if you would give us a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button as it helps other awesome people like yourselves learn from the content that we're putting out every single week. We are also available to schedule a call. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home, uh, we'd love to connect. Just click on the Calendly link below and book a time that works for you.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Ryan. Okay, let's get into a quick recap first of 2022, because as the December numbers have settled, we can now have the full picture of what happened last year. And understandably, it was quite different than 2020 and 2021, which were the hottest on record as far as both sales volumes and prices. So, We started the year last year super red hot, and we finished it about as cold as you can expect with almost record low sales volume. So a very dramatic shift in the year. And this was largely, of course, driven by the fact that there was a bit of burnout that happened after two years of exceptional sales volumes. And understandably, interest rate increases were the final nail in the coffin, if you will, to end that cycle. With the 400 basis point increase, it dramatically affected people's buying power sent a bit of a shock into the system, and both buyers and sellers stepped back, put the market into freeze. So how did this affect sales ultimately? Well, we ended up with about 29,000 sales for the region in 2022, and that's that's a 34% decrease from what we saw in 2021, which was, of course, the all-time high in sales. So that's going to be sort of the benchmark moving forward. It's going to be a while until we see any type of similar sales volumes as we saw in 2021. If you go back to 2020, sales volumes were only about 7% less, uh, but let's also keep in mind things were essentially shut down in April and most of May thanks to the pandemic. So when you pull back a little bit further, look at the 10-year average. Last year came in at around 13% below. So again, elevated but dramatically changing, and we're now set up for 2023. Uh, We did put out our predictions as to what we think is going to happen in this marketplace next year. If you haven't checked that one out, uh, just go back to our channel here. You can see it was the most recent video posted. And for now, let's get into what happened in December to kind of give that final wrap up and set you up for what we think is going to happen in the next few months here, which we are saving to last.
1: Yeah, so listings, we, you know, the year was interesting with listings. Uh, We finished the year with 53,865 listings. Uh, Generally speaking, that's a 13.5% decrease compared to 2021 and a 0.8% decrease compared to 2020. But like Dan said, let's remember there were two months where we were completely shut down then. Uh, So last year's listing total was 3.2% below the region's 10-year average. Um, Again, uh, this was largely about inflation. right? The Bank of Canada's efforts to bring inflation back into uh, it's target policy rate, definitely the motivation here, uh, and this you know is going to continue through a lot of twenty twenty three as we deal with inflationary pressures that remain persistent throughout the economy. Um, with
0: that said, Dan, let's get into prices. So ultimately, by the end of the year, it washed out where prices were down from January 1st, about 3.5%. So it doesn't sound that dramatic, but of course, let's not forget, we peaked in April. And so from the peak, when we're talking about HPI prices, we're down 135 half this is a very dramatic drop i'm pretty sure it's the the largest in in uh in history as far as when this record started being taken and tracked in 2005 we know nationally prices are down about 16 17 percent, and that definitely is the largest drop in that again same recorded time frame so this is something that uh is obviously put a shock into the system here always keep in mind though for reference this is off the back of a 30 percent increase so Again, it was too fast going up. Now it's too fast coming down. That pendulum is swinging very dramatically right now, and we're going to see things calm down eventually here. But as of right now, things are still on a downward trend. Hmm. <laughs>
1: All right. So then,
0: yeah. So that was basically you know the the top level stuff of what happened in 2022. And now we're going to finish off December numbers here because they're pretty interesting, and you're going to start to see a shift happening and something of what you're going to want to look forward to. So let's start off with the sales again, very, very low sales. So we got just under 1300 homes actually sold last month, which is, you know, 20% off of just the month before, but over 50% less sales from the December of 2021. Understandably, that was a very hot market. But again, let's look a little bit more macro here where we sit around like 38, 40% below that 10 year average for the month. So the sentiment of much lower activity levels carried on from about the middle of last year into now and is definitely going to continue pushing forward for at least the next couple months.
1: Yeah. And interestingly with listings, so listings last month, we actually sold more than we brought on the market, right? So we uh, listed about 1,200 homes, 1,206 to be exact. Uh, That's a 38% percent decrease compared to december of 2021 and a whopping 60.5 percent decrease compared to november last month so people just decided they checked out that's a big part of this and also you know i think a lot of people are, are like we've talked about in many podcasts prior to Dan, they've got decent financing that they've locked themselves into, uh, you know, selling a home now and then going and buying a new home at more unaffordable rates. People just aren't listing their properties. You know, they're there, the urgency to list them doesn't appear to be there. Uh, and that's the case here because this is the lowest new listings of any month, in recorded history going back to 2005. So uh, with that said, we're not seeing any signs of distressed sellers. People have their financing in place. It's really people who have not bought or who recently
0: just bought that are feeling this pinch. That's exactly it. and anybody who thought that they were going to see a flood of court ordered sales and foreclosures it's just it doesn't happen like that these things take a long time to wash out through the system and i mean for example right now if you look at the arrears rate in british columbia meaning mortgages that have not been paid for 3 or more months it's actually at an all time low at 0.1% so we are so far off now yes hmm. that is lagging data, it's about 180 days or so. It's about six months of lagging data there. So sure, it's not up to date, but keep in mind, once that home, let's say, is distressed, is in arrears, the bank's process from day one to, let's say, day 100, where they get it actually listed, blah, 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 that can take, uh, gosh, eight to 12 months kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we are seeing no signs of the distressed sellers today. Yes, there will be the odd one, but as far as a, a, a mass average, it's, it's really, really low right now. So people are still paying off their mortgages. As we know, that is the most fundamental payment they will make. Yes, mm-hmm. credit card uh, balances are increasing, and that's one of the first things to go. But again, missing mortgage payments is last. So people right now, holding their homes. We can see that in the data. We can see this in the record low new listings. And realistically, this is what we expect for the upcoming months as well. There's going to be very few new homes listed in the next uh, couple months here being January and February. So let's talk about what that means to to inventory because we ended the year or we started the year rather at like 6,700 listings. (laughs) This is incredibly low. It dropped another 20% from the month before, and we're down about... Or Sorry, we actually increased from the December prior uh, by 22%, but you have to definitely take in note that last December was the lowest inventory for December ever recorded. So we're now sitting at the second lowest ever recorded. Yes, last December was a very hot market. But again, inventory is the story. And it is essentially, it's propping up the market. And yes, even though prices have come off 13%, should the inventory have doubled, we would have seen an even more dramatic price drop. So it's kind of sustaining the market in that sense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, it's uh, somewhat... Artificial.
1: <laughs> and that kind of is a, a little bit the, the sentiment out there. Cause when I get into the sales to active ratio here, the numbers that we're seeing don't necessarily maybe reflect the way it feels on the ground. So the, uh, you know, all property types, um, sales to active ratio is 19%. That's up from 17% the month prior. But again, this is artificially high because inventory happens to be so low. So it doesn't feel like it's a real seller's market despite, us. well, it's not even really a seller's market. We're at the high end of of a balanced market, but it doesn't really feel like that. Um, Again, we're six months in a row now of balanced territory. Uh, It's never dropped below 16%. Again, Dan, I think that's a lot to do with the inventory, uh, but still very low chance of entering a buyer's market with that being considered. Uh, even under the current set of circumstances, we just don't have enough inventory to create that buyer's market. Um, I just don't know if we'll see it. And I mean, condos, for example, they're sitting at 24%, which uh, you know the lowest in this cycle was 20%. They're still inside a seller's market, right? So we haven't technically entered the buyer's market for this particular asset class yet, even with everything going on.
0: I think for reference as well, seller's markets can go up to over 100%. So while, mm-hmm. let's say, a condo owner, if you're on the market today, it probably doesn't feel like you have the upper hand. And again, this is largely due because, of course, seven months ago, you hit the market, you were sold in one week for mm-hmm. 10 15% over ask. Both seller's markets, but very dramatically different uh, elements within that seller's market. But you get the idea here. Mm-hmm. So moving on, let's talk about price So HPI, as we just mentioned, it is down. Uh, It dropped another 1.5% last month. And when you see HPI move a a whole 1.5% in a month, that's dramatic. Because on the upswing, when things were going up incredibly fast, it was doing about the same. We saw it go at its peak around 1.5% per month. So it's dropping as quickly as it rose last year. We're 13.5% off the peak for... For dollar figure reference, we dropped about 17000 last month, and we're down $150,000 from the peak for the average home. So this is the same price as where we were back in September of last year. Uh, today's HPI average home price, if you're looking to buy the average home, $1,114,000. Interesting.
1: Because, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to comment. I mean, you know... For buyers, for example, when I look at you know some of these price reductions that we've seen, uh, you know when they start to compound thirteen and a half percent since the since the peak, uh, this is a great time if you're thinking about buying something. You know, don't wait for the whole herd to move. This is a great opportunity to get something if you can find it. <laughs> That's the only problem. But assuming you can, you know, I, I this is the the buyers market feeling that we get in Vancouver. It, it might not technically register like a buyer's market, but this is the opportunity we're in it now. And I think it's important to address that.
0: It, it is. the What you're going to get, of course, as a buyer is the opportunity to find something, buy it under ask, have all the subjects and and uh, terms that you need in there and be able to, like I said, negotiate. Uh, yeah. The problem, of course, is, is selection. So while um, it's a civilized market and while you can take your time and you know, you can expect homes to sit on the market for a month, you don't need to go and and buy something the day or week it comes on the market. So it's more civilized. But again, um, it's, it doesn't feel great as of yet because of course, as we know, Ryan, from our stories, our boots on the ground we're taking buyers out and they just oh, yeah. don't like any of their options and it's not yeah. about price it's about no. what actually exists
1: that's so true yeah it's so true and you know the odd nice property that does seem to hit the market it's flying. it does move right like we we had a property that we were interested in i was working with a buyer it came on the market of all times at december 27th it had an offer an accepted offer by december 29th we didn't even get it Right. So it was, you know, again, it was a corner unit, walk in, walk out, nine foot ceilings, you know, nice reno, those kinds of properties when they're shot well and they, they look good, they're going to move. It's, it's still the case. It's just finding that quality right now is so hard.
0: Yeah. Which is an interesting thing. If you're thinking about selling right now. And you know, a lot of people and a lot of advice is typically wait till the spring market because that's where the activity is. Well, we're in this very unique situation where inventory is so low that like Ryan mentioned, decent properties are selling very quickly because there's few of them. Mm-hmm. So does it make more sense to list today compared to waiting till let's say March? Well, look at it from the buyer perspective. Interest rates are likely going up again later this month, making it harder from the buyer side. Uh, Typically, you're going to see an increase in inventory by March. So again, every case is unique, but it might be worth looking at, hey, does it make more sense as a seller? If I know I'm selling in the next quarter, for example, mm-hmm. next three months, does it make more sense to list in January compared to March? It might. Anyway, you can always reach out to us directly to figure that out and walk through your scenario. But quickly back to price, because there's a couple more things I want to touch on here. Median got hammered last month, down 50%. It's now at 870000 That's down 50%. Sorry, what did I say? You said down 50%. 50%. Definitely not. My apologies. Thank you for correcting me. No, those kind of moves just don't exist. No. Okay, sorry. Down 50,000, currently sitting at 870,000, which is 13% from the peak. Mm -hmm. Okay, we just had HPIs 13 and a half from the peak. And then lastly, average down $18,000 last month, now sitting at 1,185,000. Also, 13% from the peak. Mm. So for the first time in probably over a year here, we have all three uh, price metrics have converged. And of course, as we know, HPI is a lagging indicator by about three, four months. So the fact that average and median have been kind of bouncing along this minus 10 to 12% for about five, six months now, HPI is finally caught up. So all three price metrics are essentially showing 13 points off of the peak right now. And we will get into where we expect this to go next shortly.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about some days on market because those are rising. Um, we're at 25 average days on markets taking you to sell your home. Uh, that's the highest since January of 2020, right before everything went bananas. Um, ah. Yeah, I I would even argue to say, you know, some of our listings have taken, uh, I don't know, another 50%, you know, 34, 40 days to sell. I think, you know, I think that's between, I guess it's just reflective of the market right now. People are just taking their time, right? And they're waiting for the property that fits what they're looking for. So it's taking longer to sell
0: perfect okay so let's talk about what is coming next what can people expect let's say through the rest of q1 january february into march here i alluded to it a bit earlier but i definitely see inventory remaining tight again the sentiment is carrying over from mid to late 2022 into this year into 2023 that being of course sellers are still having that memory of what things were like just eight nine months ago when Prices were going for 10, 20% over ask, and they're having a hard time adjusting to the new reality because it has moved so quickly. As we said, this 13 and point drop since the peak is, is likely the quickest fall in recorded history. So it's, it's tough to readjust there. And then, of course, buyers, you know, they don't see the end of it. They see this continuing on and on and on. So the spread between buyer and seller expectations is really big right now. Mm-hmm. Sellers, like Ryan mentioned, for the most part, they often have to buy after they sell. And so when there's very limited inventory and it's very expensive to buy based especially on financing element, they are on the back burners in the same way that the buyers are. So we're, we're seeing this continued freeze from both parties continuing into the next couple of months here. And it's, it's going to keep, it's going to keep inventory low And it's going to keep people frustrated. But what's happening too, though, undeniably, as we know from, sure, the immigration numbers and whatnot, we know in Vancouver that there is pent-up demand here because we see it every single cycle. And now we've had about nine months of declining sales. So there is, and we know from our own uh, clients here, Ryan, how many people are on the sidelines waiting for something good to buy, whether it is because when rates come down or whether it is because of good inventory options. Mm -hmm. So that's going to continue to grow. We've got the next inflation print coming on January the 12th. Yeah, that'll be tough. will be an interesting one. You know, we're seeing it barely move uh, month over month here. So we'll, what happened in December will be interesting. Of course, obviously a big retail sales month. So we're going to see where that lands. And then, of course, later this month on the 25th is the next Bank of Canada announcement. I would put, uh, or my guess at this point would be that we're going to see another quarter point hike. And then I believe they're going to hold we're not going to see their next announcement until March the 8th. And that's Mm -hmm. going to be a big one because there's going to be one, two, yeah, two more inflation announcements since then. And of course Mm -hmm. now we're into what's typically a spring market. Mm -hmm. So will if they hold, let's say on March 8th that the bank of Canada does not move rates and they stick flat. It is my personal belief that that will send a signal to the marketplace that there is stability in the rate hikes now. And, you know, this 4, 4.5% overnight rate is suddenly going to kind of become the new normal and people will get comfortable with that. And ultimately, for those looking to buy or get out of paying all time high rental rates, they're going to have to accept it and they're going to buy within their means. And it will now be almost 12 months of pullback in sales. So there's going to potentially be a rush to market.
1: Yeah, um, we'll see. I think I obviously, I, I agree with your rate hike prediction on, on the 25th. I think that there may be another one on the 8th. So I think that I just, the attitude of the Bank of Canada is typically to overcorrect to ensure <laughs> their path of success. Uh, but, you know, then that that means that there's likely going to have to be something happening on the other side, right? So we'll see where it goes. I, I th- It's really hard to predict what's going to happen come March 8th. Uh, again, I, I, it's how do people respond? Are people continuing to to buy? Does inflation remain sticky? Uh, you know, I think we're seeing some more compelling data out of the States at this point. Canada, like you said, Dan, doesn't appear to be moving the same way. So it'll be interesting to see how that, that
0: plays out. I think it's kind of anyone's guess right now. Fair enough. And I keep in mind here too, we've got the average home value has dropped $150,000. So the, the wealth effect on that too, is that people are understandably pulling back Borrowing mm-hmm. money costs more and they feel like they have less worth. So, obviously that's going to pull people back we're going to see a lot of that i guess in the retail sales numbers though so keep yeah. in mind i think retail sales will be elevated for the month of december but where are they where are they finding the money to buy these uh <laughs> these goods and services we're obviously seeing a big shift into credit card payments yeah. right now and and seeing those balances increase so not the best way to be handling it but of course people have a almost a a standard of living I think that they're trying to maintain from the yeah. good days of 2020, 2021, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not the right way to be uh, financially savvy, but again, we are seeing that happen now. So people are trying to maintain that. They're trying to maintain their mortgage payments and they're moving that debt into other formats like credit cards, which again, it, it's, it's elevated off of all time lows kind of thing. Uh, so it's not setting off red, red uh, alarms yet, but again, it is trending in that way. So it's something that we're definitely keeping an eye on.
1: Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how, you know, I know people want to maintain that, that lifestyle uh, and, and honestly that feeling that the wealth effect creates. Uh, it would be my advice that it's time to persevere at this point. 2023 is going to be a much trickier marketplace uh, economically speaking. So, you know, uh, take advantage of good deals when you, when they come about, but be conservative with how you're spending your money uh, just to get through this time and weather the storm.
0: Lastly, I'll be as bold as to make some more price predictions here. I do think we are going to start like leveling off. I don't think we're going to see a continued 1.5% declines. I expect maybe another 2% over the next two months when we're talking about HPI, and then things are going to start to sort of flatten out uh, for at least the first quarter here. So maybe 2% two, two, two to 3% off by the end of March is my current prediction. And Of course, a lot of things can happen between now and then, but uh, based on today's day's outlook that's where i think it's going to sit
1: yeah i can i i could see that for sure yeah
0: perfect okay well that is it for this week thanks as always for watching and listening anything else you want to know you want to talk about your specific scenario please reach out book a time with us we'd be happy to talk thanks again have an awesome week
1: that wraps up this edition of the vancouver life podcast